Hey there, I'm Brooke Jefferson, host of the Book More Clients Photography Podcast. I'm a wife, mama to two, lifestyle photographer, and marketing strategist. I help photographers build a five-figure business through systems and relationship building. You can find me sipping on a whiskey and Coke, listening to podcasts, and binge-watching the latest series on Netflix. I created this podcast with the aspiring photographer in mind. I bring you tried and true strategies, tips and tricks to book more clients and inspiring interviews. Are you ready to frame your way to your dream career? Let's dive in. All right, I am here with Tiffany Nickel and today's conversation is definitely gonna be a vulnerable one, but I think it's one that will open up a lot of our eyes to see the beauty of what we do and how we can give back. So, Tiffany, will you introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, I am Tiffany Nickel. I am currently living in North Carolina, but will be moving to Auburn, Alabama this summer. Um, my husband will be going to their professional flight program, so he'll be a full-time college student again. <laughs> He's recently gotten out of the military, so we're also a military family. I have two kids, uh, Lakin, he is, will be seven in June, and Kinsley, she just turned five in February. And then I have one daughter that was stillborn in January 2019. Um, so yeah, that's, oh, I am a uh, senior and lifestyle photographer, usually family portraits, natural light, that type of thing. And I have been a photographer for about seven years just with my old camera here and there. You know how it goes, like you buy a camera when your baby's born and want to take pictures. Um, but I really started picking it up uh, about eight months ago. So that's how long I've been in business is eight months. <laughs> so it's really pretty new. That's awesome. So how did you initially get started in photography seven years ago? What, what was that like for you? I had asked my in-laws for a camera. I got an old Canon Rebel T3 and a 50 millimeter 1.8. And that's what I started with and downloaded Lightroom. Didn't have any clue what I was doing. Just to take pictures of my son here and there, not touch it again for you know, 10 months and then pick it up again to record his first steps, put it down, not touch it again for another five months. My daughter was born and then, you know, it was just very spotty here and there. It collected dust most of the time. Um, but I did, you know, learn a lot just from playing with it here and there and um, really studied like manual from the beginning. I never really did auto, which I guess is good you know, now, because that's usually how people start. But luckily, I have a friend that's a photographer, and she kind of gave me a lot of tricks and tips from the beginning, like what not to do. So I felt like I started off in a pretty good foot, but um, I had no clue what I was doing, and my images were horrible and <laughs> really embarrassing. But um, but yeah, it was just more so, hey, I want a nice camera so I can take pictures of my kid. And the images were awful. It's <laughs> just like how everybody starts out. So. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. That's pretty much the mom story of how we became photographers. I'm 99% yep. sure that it was a Canon Rebel T3 also that I borrowed from my in-laws. So that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. 
I so love Canon it. Rebels, they're trusting. <laughs> I'm telling yep. you, we have our own little club of the Canon Rebels of how we all started. So that's a common thread. And I'm sure many people <laughs> are listening and are like, yep, I'm in that club too. So <laughs> I'm glad that we all have that in common. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Yep. So moving forward, you have been in business for um, about eight months, and I know Mm -hmm. that your photography journey took a major turning point, and I want you to tell us your your story and your journey on what that looked like and how that came to be. Okay. So I'm going to try not to get choked up. So if I do, just bear with me. Um, January 2019, um, my daughter Isla was born sleeping at 29 weeks and we have no answers to why, but, um, you know, a lot of people say like it was just God's plan, but in the hospital, we had um, very few pictures taken of her, and they were just by a little snap-and-shoot digital camera that the nurses had, and I remember thinking, sorry. You don't need to apologize. I remember laying in the hospital bed thinking, man, I really wish that I knew how to work my camera better. I wish that I had it with me, and I remember thinking, I wish that I could just get the words out, ask my husband to go get it from my house so I could try to take some pictures. Obviously, I didn't because there's just so much that was going on, as you can imagine. And, you know, you know, my mind wasn't in the right place. So I was just glad that the nurses took the few pictures that they did. And then once I got home, I mean, those are the only pictures that I have. And they're not how I remember her. They're not really good quality. They just weren't what I wanted. And in the next few months, I just found myself looking at those few pictures and wishing that I had more. And so I started thinking about, you know, taking my camera out more and taking pictures more of my living children. Because, you know, once they're gone, they're gone. There's nothing else that you have to look at their their hands and their feet and you know all the little things that you don't think about you know that you want to see and there's just some things that just the little details you don't remember them after such you know a certain amount of time so I started taking pictures of my kids and then my sister who's 18 it, um, she asked me if I would take some of her senior pictures And this is kind of when it started to develop more into like, well, maybe I can do this, you know. So I went out and took pictures of my sister. They were awful as well. (laughs) They weren't bad. They were actually pretty decent. I was, I was really lucky that it was an overcast day and I wasn't fighting with the sun because I wasn't, you know, at that time I would have no clue what to do. (laughs) Um, but I took my sister out. I got some actually really decent shots considering I had no training and, you know, I hadn't picked up my camera in forever. So I got some pretty decent pictures of her and then people started 
commenting like, wow, you're doing a really good job. You know, can you take my daughter's senior pictures? Can you do this? Can you do that? So then I was like, well, maybe let's, let me see. So I held a model, you know, like a little model call and did mini sessions for free and just did a bunch of different people in one day. And then I bought the small presets <laughs> and I was like, whoa, okay. Now that I know, I, you know, those really helped me learn how to edit because they were a good foundation and I, you know, was able to learn how to do things. And so it just kind of took off from there. I did a, you know, another one of my sister's friends and then I decided, okay, well maybe let's turn it into a business. And I did. And now here we are. <laughs> and I know that was a lot of rambling and I probably missed a whole lot of information. So ask away if I have any missing spots in there. <laughs> No, I think you did um, a phenomenal job. And first of all, thank you for sharing your story. And two, I know how hard it is to talk about loss, not through losing a child, but through losing two brothers. And when you specifically were talking about wanting those pictures, maybe not necessarily in the moment, but later on through your grieving process. That is literally what goes through my mind and why I do what I do because those families, you absolutely never know when it's going to be the last. So I can definitely relate to the part of your story of you wanting to have photos to look back on. I know for me, while I can't understand the loss of a child, I have lost two younger brothers and I, I mean, not to, I don't even want to dig into the emotions too much, but I, there are days where all I want to do is pull out hundreds of photos of them and just reminisce and remember the detail and remember the laughter and remember all of it. And much like you said, your brain eventually forgets. It eventually can no longer remember their exact laugh or their exact detail or whatever the case may be. And that is why every family session, every milestone session, anything that I am photographing, it's always emotional for me because I think back to these photos are one day could be the photos that someone not only uses to celebrate life while you're living, but these could be photos that are used for funerals and for, you know, memorials. And you just don't really realize the impact that photography really has until you're in a grieving process, much like, much like you were. And so one question I, that I do want to ask, because I know we're going to get into talking about donating services and why that's so important to you. But one question that I have for you is, when you were in that moment back on that day when you were thinking about pictures, how long did it take you to really have that thought process of, I really want to remember her through pictures? Do you feel like everyone walks through that? Or do you think maybe because you were already taking pictures of your other kids that it came to your mind? I'm just curious the thought process in the middle of a loss at that point. So for me, I did think about it. I personally have had 
friends or people just that I've uh, followed on Instagram that have gone through a similar loss. And I personally knew that I wanted some kind of pictures. At that time, I couldn't really voice that I wanted pictures that were done well. And in the back of my head, I knew I need to contact now. I lay me down to sleep, but I just couldn't. And then I couldn't even at the time form a sentence long enough to tell my mom or my husband, Hey, I need you to reach out and see if there's anyone that can do this. But since my loss, I know from seeing like stillborn groups and other lost groups that a lot of the people don't want pictures at that time. They don't even think about it. They say, absolutely not. No, I don't want any pictures. I don't want any of this. My husband was hesitant at first about even the, the few pictures that we had, but this is when a good support group at the hospital, a good loss, you know, team of nurses that are trained in dealing with loss, that's where they come in and say, hey, you'll want these. And that's where it's good to have someone, you know, on call for the hospital that will donate services like that. Or now I let me down to sleep that, you know, I've been trying to advocate since my loss, making sure that the hospitals around here know who to call and how to handle these types of situations. Because like I said, not a lot of people even think about pictures. Not a lot of people even want pictures, but they will regret it after the fact. And I know there's so many people that have regretted it, like myself. I mean, I wish I had more in advocating is to make sure that they have a good support at the hospital that will make sure that they have these things so that way they don't, you know, go home from the hospital and sit in, in their thoughts and think, why didn't I take pictures? Why don't I have any pictures? I don't even remember anything. And that's such a tough thing to prepare for because for the most part, this isn't something that we just have conversations about. You know what I mean? Like until you experience it, it's just not what they talk about, especially when you're pregnant. That's not a topic that gets talked about is loss, you know? And I mean, I'm comforted to know that there are teams in most hospitals, professionals that you know, are equipped to help and to encourage moms and, you know, the parents that right now in this moment, this is painful for you. And you might be totally against wanting photographs. But you know, if you will trust me and know that I've seen this before, and I know that there's a lot of comfort in having photos later down the road, as you go throughout your grieving process, that's just comforting to me to know. Now I know a lot of hospitals, I'm really not even a hundred percent sure if my local hospital even offers that. So that really encourages me to want to reach out and see what resources we have. So for someone that's never heard of now lay me down to sleep, can you give us a little bit of background on this organization, what they're about and how people can get in contact to work with them? So Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep is an organization that um, specifically deals with the loss of, you know, it could be stillborn, it could be, you know, a child loss, anything that's where photographers, you can actually go to their website and you can sign up to donate your services through them. So say, you know, there was a loss here in my area, they would reach out to all the photographers that have signed up to donate their services in my area to see who could come out and do the photos 
for me or whoever. And I personally haven't been strong enough. I'm just not in the right mind space. And I don't feel like I'd be strong enough to at this point, but I do eventually plan to sign up. And I've heard that it's a pretty easy process. All you do is, you know, just submit a few photos that you've taken and then they contact you. And I'm not sure how, you know, everything else plays out. I'm pretty sure they're not very, not too picky about who they choose, but I'm sure there is a process. I just, I personally haven't been strong enough to actually dive into it enough to know all the details. Yeah, well, that makes perfect sense. And I mean, you're, you are still very, very fresh from your story and your experience. And so I've never liked the saying that time makes things easier. I I really don't think so, but I feel like uh, we learn how to cope and time kind of lightens it a little bit, if that's fair to say. And so I feel like you will reach that point one day. And, and I hope you do, because just like I told my sister, she is a labor and delivery nurse and also worked in the NICU. And she experienced two losses last year of babies and is coming up and is about to be due in June with her, her first daughter. And I told her, you know, God wouldn't put you in your position if you weren't meant to inspire and to help others. Those moms are definitely comforted during their loss. When we say, you know, I'm so sorry for your loss and we try to comfort people, but it means so much more coming from someone that's walked it, that has experienced it, that knows what to say and what not to say. And you know, I know my sister is being that light for other people and that is exactly how, how I view you. And I think that's such a touching gift to have, even though I would never want anyone to experience what you have. But at the same time, you know, again, we can turn everything to be a good thing while we're still here on this side of, of heaven. So yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I see. And like before we started talking, I was, you know, I was like, oh, I'm good. You know, I'll be able to get through this thing without crying. And then it's like, all of a sudden it's like, bam, it just brings you back to that moment in time. And it's, you don't realize how raw the emotions are until you start, you know, bringing it back up again and actually talking about it, you know, but yeah, you're exactly right. And that's once I'm able to donate my services, um, whether it be straight through the hospital or hospitals in my area, or now I lay me down to sleep, whichever. Um, I do hope that, you know, I can, you know, cause you, there's people that come in and they've never experienced this before. And I, I experienced that being in the hospital. I had nurses that had never dealt with somebody that had experienced a loss because they take you down to a different floor and I was on a surgical floor. So they had never really experienced themselves they were fresh new nurses that had never experienced anybody going through this kind of loss so hopefully once I'm able to donate my services you know I will be that comfort for someone because I know that that's something I wish I would have had when I was in hospital with somebody you know like you said it's you don't ever wish it to to upon anybody but it is comforting to have someone there that's been through the same type of situation 
Absolutely. I totally agree. And again, this, this is a heavy topic, but I don't want people to listen to this and walk away feeling sad or depressed. You even said that as well. I want this to be, um, to be a message that what we do is so important, even when we're just having fun and taking senior pictures, even when we're photographing weddings, what we're doing is so much more than just taking photos. We are mm-hmm. literally, you know, photographing generations and life. And I just want everyone to know, like, your photography, while it may be essential or non-essential or however you want to categorize yourself, I think it's all important. And I just want people to be inspired and those that feel the call to go even deeper and, and to donate their services you know, regardless of whether that's for adoption photos or, you know, what we're talking about or whatever it may be. There's just so much more to photography than I think some of us even realize. And it's nice to be reminded that what we do matters. Exactly. And like you were saying, when you go out on a session, I don't take it lightly. I definitely, with every session, especially ones that deal with children, I always try to take detail shots of like their hands and their toes and like I did my motherly mini session preview shots a few months back and now I don't know if I'll be able to do them but the little boy that was with his mom I you know had a shot of him playing in her hair like just running his hands through her hair and so but yeah I definitely don't want this to be something you know, that's horribly morbid and makes people depressed, but it's something, you know, that not everybody might think about, you know, they may not think about doing detail shots. They may think, oh, I don't feel like I need to get the detail shots this time, but you never know. And they're so, so important. And yeah, like you mentioned, adoptions, that's, that's another huge thing that I didn't even think about. And that would be something awesome to donate your services to. Absolutely. Well, Thank you so much for being vulnerable and willing to tell your story. I know that it's difficult and like I said, still very, very fresh, but I hope that this at least inspires people in one of two ways to either take action and find ways to be more meaningful and to donate their services Or two, I hope that it will at least let them walk away today knowing that what they do matters. I don't care what you photograph. Like, it matters. And a lot of the times, we're not going to hear how it's truly impacted a life until much later and sometimes never. So I just, I thank you so much. I'm really speechless. I'm trying not to be insensitive at all. I... I want to be emotional, but I also don't want to break yeah. down and I know. at the same time. So, but I am so thankful for you, Tiffany, for coming on and, and again, sharing your story. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. And I really am thankful that you're letting me have this time to share my story. And like you said, hopefully inspire other people. And photography is essential. It's not at this time during the COVID-19 crisis. It's not deemed an essential service, but in some situations, I definitely feel like it is, you know, a really essential business and something that people need to have as photos to remember people by.